This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining the Tohanenbach podcast, the award-winning Tohanenbach podcast. I'm, I messed up the intro. I'm always supposed to say award-winning. Proudly <laughs> sponsored by Kingfisher Fisheries, Quality Fish and Chips, and Old Zoological Bar. I had the pleasure of meeting the owner, Jimmy Chu, yesterday, and he was very nice. So thanks for sponsoring, if you're listening. And, um, you know, go check out Old Zoological Bar in uh, Hull and Kingfisher Quality Fish and Chips. So a bit of a negative episode. Um, your um, your host today is Nathaniel. I'm joined by Will and Ant, the hat-trick hero due to his uh, likeness, the absolutely, you know, complete resemblance to Ozan Tufan. Um yeah. So, yeah, negative episode last week. Lovely uh, episode this week with a nice win with four goals against um, a Yorkshire rival and um, hopefully some exciting transfers to come in midweek. So I think we should be quite excited for this one. Is that right to Will and Ant? I would say oh, so. The smug face is in too much at the moment. Yeah, and um, because, uh, Will, you're always very creative with your headline, uh, do you want to read out for the lovely listeners at home? Well, uh, yeah, because obviously there's been a lot of transfer time while we're talking hospital recently. I, I, found, I got a phone call yesterday afternoon and apparently spared are interested. They're that desperate. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess he's he's the one who's cursed, isn't it? It's not Spurs because uh, first match for Bayern Munich and they lost the sort of equivalent of the uh, Community Shield there, so still hasn't won a trophy. I would say no because it's been one game. Funny that saying about one game not being a disaster. Very good segue, Will. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, I think Ant, you were quite critical and and deservedly critical. Um, perhaps you know, no, you weren't saying we're senior out, but. Um, so I guess we'll just jump straight into it. We, we were much better yesterday uh, in a lovely win against Sheffield Wednesday. So what was different to the Doncaster and Norwich games for you, Will, uh, or Ant? I meant Ant. Uh, 
<laughs> well, for me, the first half, we seemed to control the game a lot better. I think Wednesday stood up for us a lot, but we didn't really create many chances. We, you know what I mean? We couldn't. We were well in control of the game, but we didn't have possession in a meaningful way. We, you know, we had a couple of sighters where we had a couple of shots from range, and but we didn't look like we was going to, you know, really put them to the sword like we ended up doing. Um, and then obviously got the sucker punch with their goal, and you're thinking, oh, here we go again, kind of thing. And um, without wasteful, we are in possession in the final third. You think it's going to be one of those days, but I think the penalty came at a perfect time. I think obviously, obviously scoring at that point of the game, um, it led to a probably a bit more of a. Um, a happier team talk perhaps at half-time from Rosinia. I do think he probably still gave them both barrels um, anyway. And they came out the second half um, vastly superior. Completely different. Um, the, the the pace at which we passed the ball, uh, the options off the ball, um, the options we had in, in wide areas, it just improved significantly. And it showed by the fact that we created so many more chances and put three goals in. So, um, you know, more of that second half performance throughout the season in every game. And then, you know, we're, we're going to be in a healthy position. So, uh, complete contrast to the Norwich game and, and definite contrast to the Doncaster one where we were um, shocking on the ball and, and created nothing. Um, it was nice to see us actually, you know, pop four goals in and it's always nice to beat them in it. So, very positive day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Will, especially before the uh, Tufan, um, pen, uh, Tufan, I'm just saying accidentally now, uh, Ozan <laughs> Tufan penalty, um, were you fearing the worst uh, and fearing that perhaps the reaction was also going to be really bad um, on social media? Because I thought the first half wasn't awful and we were just very I unlucky thought... to go in potentially at 1-0 behind. So I what were your I thoughts? Performance-wise, the first and second half went massively different. I thought we were still pretty much the same in both halves. The only difference is in the second half, the ball stuck in the box, whereas when we put it in the box in the first half, it just wouldn't land right. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it was also helped um, by the fact that I think the moment we got that, I think also was helped by the moment we got that equaliser, it felt like Wednesday were very happy with the draw and weren't going to like push us anymore. Um, and as soon as I was on the score, that belter from 30 yards, the game was completely dead. They were never coming back. Mm, yeah, it did feel quite similar to the Bristol City game, the first game of last year. Uh, first half, we conceded a sort of dodgy goal, perhaps against some of the run of play. The other team were happy to sit off and give us possession. But we had the, a fully fit two fan this year, which we didn't have last year. That was the quality. What it felt like was I imagine how Norwich was feeling at half time in their game against us because they spent the entire half dominating, couldn't score at all. We go ahead against the runner player, and then they equalise right on half-time. Mm. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, it was an Ozan Tufan penalty that, that got us back into the game. And I think the same as last year, we sort of needed that. I've seen a few people, oh, I say a few people, a lot of Sheffield Wednesday fans say that the penalty they got, or we got, wasn't uh, justified. But it's a foul anywhere else on the pitch. Yeah. You know, he's been elbowed, bleeding everywhere. So, um, and uh, that was definitely a penalty, wasn't it? It's a it's a weird one because I he's he's when you watch the re, when you watch it in live live play it's a it's a foul hands down but I think when you watch the replays he runs into his arm um, but it's one of those that you see him give him you see him do it's it's we're, we're quite lucky I think it was probably less of a penalty than the other two calls we had on Coyle and was it the lap um, I, I think thought, we'd be fuming if Wednesday got that penalty yeah I mean it's one of those where. Look, if, if how do you jump without raising your arms for one? But also, you've got to watch where you put your arms. It's, it's one of those, isn't it? Where it's down to the ref that one. That's totally down to the referees. 
um, opinion on on obviously what this Wednesday play has done or what his intent was. So, um, like we say, we're not going to complain. Um, after the Norwich game, we were probably due some um, some luck in our favour, and I think, like we say, that came at such a crucial point in the first half. I didn't feel like we were going to get it though, because the referee felt pretty poor, to be honest, for the most part. Hmm. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he had a really poor first half. Um, I think he got more of control on it on the second, but that's probably because we had 100% of the ball. Yeah, so shall we linger on the controversy just a little bit longer and get on to some more positives? Because Rosinia was very upset about the first goal. Um, I've clipped and put it on Twitter that the ref seems to blow his whistle to stop twice in, in quick succession. He blows it for the free kick and then twice again when the Wednesday player gets up, it looks like he wants to go over and talk to, to Greaves. So the City players stop moving and then they go on and score and then a bit of an unlucky deflection off McLaughlin um, and it goes in. So I think that's probably two weeks where um, we can be a little bit aggrieved um, with the goals we've conceded uh, from a refereeing standpoint. But again, both were mistakes and then we just haven't reacted quick enough. Yeah, exactly. Because um, it was, you know, the corner... You've still got to defend that corner at Norwich. So, uh, we've, you know, again, my stepdad was very annoyed that we conceded again in the last minute. But is that too much of a uh, a worry? Because I think at that point, four one up. Um, you know, very. I was going to. I season. was going to make this point. The worry is, last season defensively we were absolutely brilliant. This season we've conceded two in every game, and the problem mm. with the Sheffield Wednesday one is that they had two shots on target, scored them both. Um, in a game that we dominated and should have won probably 4-5-0, we still ended up conceding two goals. And you've you, you got to think, if we're going to play the sides in the league, like the Southamptons, your Leicesters, um, your Leeds that are coming up, uh, Middlesbrough's Coventries, we've got to be better defensively in these in, in these games. Um, these slight lapses of concentration at the back that's allowing them. I mean, the second goal, three players are completely pulled out of position and one reverse passing behind and he's through. It's it's it's. I know that the game won at that point. Feel, it felt like it, a proper games over goal, didn't it? Yeah, it's, mm. yeah, but this is the thing. But if you're if you're a man, if if I'm Rosinia, I'm fuming. You want to be, and he was no matter what score it is, no matter how um how much you you know you, you're going to go on and win the game, you've got to concentrate to the final whistle because you know on another day. Wednesday do what they did in the playoffs and go on, you know, pick the Reds up and go, do you know what, just keep lumping the ball in the box, get a third, the, the, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you've, got to, you've got to see games out better. And I think defensively this season, we just seem a little bit suspect at the back. And that's probably the only negative from the Wednesday game is that we've come away from that conceding two. Because um, that, that, that's, yeah, that's a real sucker punch. Rosinia wasn't happy in the post-match press conference about conceding two goals because it really did flatter Wednesday. Yeah. If we and conceded two, if we conceded two but scored maybe eight, it maybe would have been more realistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would love to score eight. Uh, Nship says that uh, you should remember that we've had different centre back pairings, uh, pairings each game, and um, I hope hopefully it's not like last year where it took us ages to get our. Well, it was a second clean sheet. We had one against Preston, and then not for ages and ages. So um, hopefully once we do get that first one, we can go on a better run like we did last year. But so I guess, you know, a very good win, but there are some uh, negatives. And um, well, shall we just talk about how good Ozan Tufan is? Um, you know, he's a uh, first well, career hat trick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, three wonderful, uh, you know, really quality finishes. And, and that's what you really need from a, a midfielder. It'll just and a player of his calibre is to show those moments of quality 
when you really need it. Um, the second goal in particular was was lovely because I don't think he scored a goal like that for City yet. He, he's tried it an awful lot. So nice that he finally got one. He's but... had a couple of shots from the outer box where it's kind of deflected him, but we've, we've not. Had a, I don't think we've had a clean strike that's fallen into the top bin like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I not think... from memory. Did we toil against Fleetwood. Maybe he was the last. Oh no, Greg Doherty. Yeah, Doherty at Blackpool had one, but uh, we don't really often score very good goals. Um, so delighted that he got uh, that, and um, hopefully that he carries on to have a fantastic season after that. If you go back and watch that goal, the actual whole build-up to the goal is great as well, because City passed the ball around the pitch quite a bit mm. before it goes to too far. So it's a good example of how the philosophy of the is working against some teams. Yeah, yeah. I think that but was... It, it's important to note that I think the, the difference in this game was, and obviously we're we're, we're all very excited about the, the, the signing of Vinagre and what he can offer us when he's fully fit. But Jacob Greaves being in, in that back four, for me, was the difference. Because when we was... I think when we've got Vinagre in the side and we're trying to play this possession style in the 4-4-2, the, the fluidity in the system is lost. Because obviously he's not match fit. He's learning a new system, learning new players. And when he pushes up the pitch, he doesn't sit back like Greavesy does and offer that back three. Now, when Greavesy plays as left back, we essentially on in possession become like a three four one two whatever it was uh, three four two yeah, one. Much. So yeah, he sits back alongside Macker and Jones, and it allows us to create those triangles from centre half to midfield to attack, which is something we didn't have against Norwich or Doncaster. Which is why the ball was sticking at Ingram or the bat, the, the defence, and going straight back to him. Greaves' inclusion in that team just gives us so much fluidity, and I think at left back that was probably Greaves. <laughs> I think best game for us hands down, and um, you know, oh, left back, yeah. Um, it, but both him and Coyle were absolutely fantastic, and Coyle, Coyle was my man as a right winger. Yeah, he was. He was. He, I think that was probably Coyle's best game for us as well. I mean, it was just both the fullbacks um, and Lakilo as well offering the width. I just thought it was um, in an attacking sense we actually had options, which is something we didn't we we couldn't say. Definitely not against Doncaster and, and, and perhaps not as much at Norwich either. But Traore um, uh, showing up as well after a couple of iffy games as well. Was out yeah, but yeah. I think the thing was with the Traore is we, we played him out wide and he's not a winger. So we know how good he can be in the middle. And obviously he's been playing sort of as a right midfielder, hasn't he? And when we, when we had the ball, like we say, when we dropped to like a 3 4 2 1, it allowed him to become, to drop narrow, um, sort of alongside Tufan and just behind the lap. And because he was more narrow and he was cutting in, it was allowing Coyle to bomb on into that empty space on the on the overload and then the kilo to offer width on the other side. And we had a, abundance of options in the middle. And we know how good Traore, Tufan, Seri and Slater can be. And when you put them four in close vicinity in the middle, it leads to those quick first touch passes, little bits of interchanges and then gets it out wide. And that's the difference from the Chef Wednesday game to obviously from the Doncaster one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I'd um, sort of contribute to that is that it seemed like a bit of an asymmetrical system because, as you said, Coyle was so far up, whereas Greaves was a left back, but he was he was nowhere near as high on the left side as Coyle was. Yeah, and that's how we got our defensive solidity last year because we didn't have Fleming, we had Greaves. So it was that sort of fluid system and I think it worked a whole lot better. Um, And that's a shame because Vinagre, he, he seems like he could be a... A really good attacking player, but if it's better for the system to have Greaves at left back, even if that's not his best position, you you really do want him and McLaughlin and Jones on the pitch at the same time, don't you? And if maybe it is sort of a, a, a three-five-two, if you like, but also you've got the potential. You've got the potential with Vinagra to play the position that Lakilo was playing, 
um, on the left-hand side above Greaves yeah. if you wanted to. Uh, and then you can play Lakilo on the other side um, instead of Traore, which gives you two, you know, very tricky uh, wingers on either side. Um, so I, I mean, Rosini will know he's planned for Vinagra, and I don't think he's match fit. I don't know if he's injured. I don't remember seeing anything about it because I thought maybe he's put Greaves in tactically because Wednesday were a massive. It wasn't on the bench, so I think he was injured. Him and Vaughan both missed because the when the the picked up little knocks last week. Yeah. I think he just probably could have included him, but didn't on the basis that Wednesday were just a giant team and Greaves being at the back made more sense um, for the aerial presence as well as. But, um, you know, it's helped us see sort of what Greaves can give us uh, in the system in, in that position. Hmm. And Daniel Rose has said here that Slater was his second best player. But, I mean, you could have had two fan. You could have had Greaves, Slater, uh, maybe even Traore or Lakilo. Um, there are lots of players who performed really well. I think Lakilo's put in two pretty good performances so far. And I was just thinking earlier, especially if we do sign Scott Twine and maybe another winger, which might happen this week, surely at least at least two forward players are going to leave because we've got so many players. And it could be another thing like last year where um, perhaps it's going to be difficult to keep them all happy and give them game time um, because Lakilo's done pretty well. Uh, but... Vaughan, Aliar, Cynic, uh, Longman, and then maybe two more signings. Uh, I, think, I, mean, I, I, think, I think you know the answer to that one. I think Longman's on his way. Well, well precisely, but he, him and someone else has got to go, I think, just for the space in the team, because there's going to be at least one or two wingers every week that aren't even in the, the squad, even though there's nine substitutes now, rather than uh, seven on the bench. So I'm sure we will be seeing a few leave. But Lakilo looked pretty sharp, perhaps... Not a huge amount of end product, but every time he was on the ball, I thought like, you know, like a proper winger should have a bit of creative, uh, creativity and perhaps something's going to happen. So, you know, I think with Delap and the Kilo so far, they both look like pretty good signings. Um, but I'll keep talking about the hat-trick hero for a little bit. Just how important is a fully fit two-fan playing at the best of his ability for perhaps a whole year? Is is if you think back to the seasons where we've done well at one promotion, something like that, the sides that do that, you've got to have goals all over the pitch. Um, it can't just be from you can't just rely on one player, you strike it. Goals have to come from all over. And Tufan, what did he get nine, ten goals last season? Um, like, like we say, he won't even fully fit. Um, and most of his appearances, I think, actually came off the bench. I think he made 20 odd appearances off the bench. So if you've got a fully fit Tufan, He's getting you 10, 15 goals a season. Mm. All that means then is one of your strikers has to do their job and also get similar. And you're in the top half. Two players getting you that amount of goals. And then, you know, your, your, your usual five sixes from other players like Slater mm. will probably get goals. And then you've got players like, you know, defenders that will pop up, Greavesy that will get them. You've got to have goals all over the pitch. And two fan in this kind of form, considering he's already on three and with two games in the season. Um, suggesting he might have a better season than last year. And like you say, he offers more. And Rosini has said this, I think, in his interview, where it's not even just in an attacking sense. His work off the ball as well is so much better. And I think he said in his interview that Tufan came to him after scoring his second goal and said, I'm, I'm tired, I want to come off. And Rosie said, no, stay on and you'll score again. And he did. And then obviously subbed him off afterwards. But that just means, that shows you that he's putting in the work so much <laughs> to the point that he's he's actually asking the manager to come off because he's he's worn out. But that's the kind of that's what you want to see as a fan. You want to see players running themselves into the ground for the cause. And two fans loved it, and I think he sort of wants to reciprocate that to the fans mm. by giving it giving his all every week. Yeah, 
I think it's fantastic. And the fact he's putting in that amount of effort coming back and helping the midfield when he's sort of playing as a second striker, I think shows that as well. Dan Gosling will be absolutely fuming. Just to the level he sat somewhere seething. Two fans probably going to score more than Dan Gosling's going to play this year. I'd, I'd fully back him to get double figures. And I don't know who he it even was. Club. I'm sure he was released by Watford. I can't remember. His yeah, he's, he's played like 10 games in the last two years. I think he's pretty much well, done now. Last, last week I said uh, two fans will get either double figures in goals or assists or maybe, but he'll get at least double figures in one. And I'm feeling pretty confident suddenly about that. Oh, yeah. He just has to scrape last year's total on yeah. top of a hat-trick already, and I think he's going to get a whole lot more, especially in that sort of um, second striker role. But, I mean, if we do have all these extra players, I know we were saying it last year, and they all got injured, but really, you just uh, perhaps we don't need one player to score like 20 goals. We just need them to sort of contribute for the whole team. And, uh, yeah, I think you could look at a Slater, a Dunlap, Oscar, and they can all get five at least. Well I, well, I said in the I said in the stand, didn't I, when we was, what, 3-1 up and Rosinio was making his subs and he brought on Estepinian and Connolly. And I turned around and said, how ruthless is that, that we're dominating the game to the point that we're 3-1 up and he's still chucking strikers on the pitch. Um, it yeah, it, and this is the thing, he's seen it as a chance, you know, Oscar, get yourself on there, get a goal. Uh, Connolly, get on there, get yourself a goal. It's like, you know, he's giving them opportunity. And, and the thing is, is what we didn't have last season was players to come on like that that can still offer us goal threat. And like Connolly, like we see, he comes on, gets a goal. Mm. And last season, we, we barely had a striker to play anyway. And now we've got, what, we can rotate four, four of them. So it's, it's, if they can all stay fit, I'm pretty sure that we'll get the goal total that, that was missing last season because, like we say, it was just the fitness issues last season was the real problem. Uh, but this, this season, we've got an abundance of attacking options. And with the signings yet to come in, it could get even better. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's one of those where we've, We've got to hope that it sort of all, all settles quite quickly and mm -hmm. everyone gets fully fit because, like, Connolly and Oscar, I think, are still trying to get minutes in to get fully fit. And Oscar got 13 last season, so a fully fit Oscar as well to add to the mix. It's, it's, it's you know, the possibility for our goal scoring issues um, ending is quite high. Mm. I think the fact that Oscar scores in bunches as well perhaps might not be as big an issue because if he does come on, score a few in two and three games. Uh, but can't do that consistently. We do now have the other players, and they're all and they're all off the mark. The lap scored, mm. Oscar scored, uh, Connolly scored, and two fans scored. So oh, yeah, and they're, they're the, the sort of yeah. they're the three strikers, and then two fans being playing up there as well. So that's four strikers basically who have got at least one goal this season, and that's that's incredibly important. You know, we always say when you bring in a new striker, you want them to score early on, and uh, you know that's that's five goals between them already. Um, might be nice for. Uh, player in another position to score pretty soon but you know if you've got four strikers scoring lots then that's a you know a recipe for success uh, I mean yeah Connolly came on easy goal I mean I think even uh, my beloved Ryan Longman couldn't have messed that up although he did in one of the pre-season games so uh, no, I that, that, was, was very yeah and Shep says if he uh, stays fit Connolly could get 10 to 15 and absolutely I think we've got a few players We've got a lot of players that could do that easily. I mean, uh, you know, Triory or Twine. Twine could score about 10 free kicks if we do get him. Uh, that's going to be his most vital thing when he comes in. And that's yeah, our just... most vital thing. I said to you at the game, didn't I, Nathaniel, that we've just mm. got no set-piece takers. I don't think there's a, there's no player. Triory looks good at free kicks, but there's, there's no real player that you think, when we get a free kick on the edge of the box, that this could be a goal. 
No. Like we just we don't seem to have one of those. Um, not yeah, not since Snoddy. No, not yeah. since Snoddy, and and, and mm. it's even just putting the ball in the box as well, like from corners and and putting the ball in from a free kick. The quality of delivery is just not there either. Set pieces, we just don't seem to be there at all, and it, it leads to us going short, and then it just gets wasted. So I think mm. your extra goals that come from set pieces, um, someone like Twine can actually put that total up and. That th th those extra goals that you get from them can put you in a far better position than what you probably expected to be in. Can be the difference between mid table and playoffs, for example. Yeah, I think Traore's, I think his corners yesterday were pretty decent. I think he's probably the best set piece taker we have at the moment. But we probably had about nine. I mean, we had Woods and Pelkas, and maybe Elder took some, and everyone Elder took them. Until he left. Yeah, but he wasn't really. We didn't have a preferred taker. Even series aren't that great. So I think having time, if you know, we keep mentioning him, but hopefully that does go through. Or I'll look very silly. Yeah, so plenty of positives to take out of the performance. And um, uh, well, nice to get one over on Sheffield Wednesday again. That that's the first time we've beaten them four times in a row, apparently. So um, we're sort of their bogey team now. So, We've uh, beaten them 11 present. times in the last 20 games. Yeah, very good. Always nice to beat them 4 2 as well, from what I remember last time we beat them 4 2. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Indeed. Yeah. So uh, I've mentioned him a lot, but shall we talk about the main transfer news that we're expecting uh, this week? Um, sort of um, a bit of a Fraser Campbell-like, or maybe um, Ashley Fletcher, the striker from Middlesbrough we always wanted to sign. A bit of a sort of transfer saga um, from last year. Um, we looked like we were going to sign Scott Twine on a permanent deal for about three million from MK Dons last summer. Then Burnley came in and he went to Burnley and that worked out very well for him. He got promoted. But yeah, now that they're in the Premier League, uh, we might be getting him on loan. So that could be confirmed, I think, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, very good young player. Um, do we think that's going to be, you know, because I think last week, wingers are a problem position. He'll go straight into the starting eleven, right? Possibly. I mean, I won't worry about it possibly happening. It's happening. Um, yeah, you should do. Don't worry about that. I would put him straight in the side 11, probably. Mm -hmm. I don't you know who you I was going to say who you're dropping. Well, I mean, I drop uh, Triore and put Twine on the wing. But the thing is, in a long season with five substitutes, if we're going to have these options, uh, they're all going to have a decent amount of minutes. It doesn't really matter. Um, about who you're dropping it for, because there will definitely be opportunities from fitness and the amount of games you play for, for everyone to play. Uh, here is a quote from the Turfcast uh, Burnley podcast about Scott Twine. Uh, he's a seriously good footballer, 
and got raw talent to go a long way, a bit lightweight and gets knocked off the ball a bit easily, and perhaps slow decision-making. Uh, but his dead ball skill, as we mentioned, can get you a winner when you need it, and uh, he thinks it's uh, very helpful for him to go out on loan to get some important game time. So thanks to Turfcast for giving a bit of insight to Scott Twine. Uh, just a loan deal, Tom mentioned um, he doesn't really, or he called uh, us loan FC, but loans, um, especially with a player that perhaps was injured a, a fair bit last year, like many signings we've made, it's a risk worth taking, right, on loan? Loans, oh, yeah. absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, and I guess... The it, thing is with loans, you're not... Well, I'm, usually loans come with a loan fee nowadays, but you're not you're not paying, you know, millions to bring a player in and mm. Like you say, you're not you're not burdened with them next season um, through the contract if they aren't you know up to standard or have been injured for the majority of the time. And the thing is, if he does get a long term injury, you can send him back anyway. Usually, so um, yeah, it's low risk. I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy for it. It's, it. You know, the Connolly one year deal is a bit bizarre. Um, I mean, it's one of those That's, where it's Connolly asked for that. Yeah, I mean, he's probably giving himself a shorter time to obviously think. But with 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 the loans, like you say, it's. It's a gamble, isn't it? It ends up like Ebby Way, where he's like, you know, this isn't my club anyway, I don't care, and goes back. Or you end up getting to be like well, Campbell and gets you 15 goals and promoted to the Premier League. So it's, it's you know, that it's hit and miss. Um, usually young players have points to prove. Um, but, you know, like we say, low risk. I think Twine's different on that. Because last summer, he did come to the training ground. He pretty much agreed to join the club. But Burn, but MK Dons didn't really want to sell us him. They wanted to sell him to Burnley because they offered more money. You see, I thought about this. I think that he didn't want to sign for Avaladze. Hmm. No, he didn't want to sign for Avaladze and didn't, he didn't, didn't have faith in him as a manager. We, we've listened to him in interviews, and he wasn't really that motivational, was he? I think he didn't really want to. You know, if you if you're if you're meeting with Vincent Company or Shor Avaladze, I know what I'm signing for. But now, obviously, with, with Premier League time, then Company will have said to him, "Look, your minutes aren't going to be guaranteed this season. We've got Liam Rosinia." Because the thing that makes me think about that was the quotes from. I can't remember if it was Baz or whoever else first reported it, that he really wants to come now. Yeah, really wants to come he now. Wanted to come, was, was, he wanted was to come the then thing. as well. Yeah, that's what I heard. But so I, I think he probably to play for Rosie. He wanted to come back last summer, but it was more a case of MK Dons didn't want to sell us him because they were going to get more from Burnley, so they didn't really want to accept our deal. They wanted to accept Burnley's deal instead. Hmm. I think all the comments from Rosinia that he said about um, and uh, Ajin that we're going to sign a young talent that we, we tried to get last year, I think we were all pretty confident that it, it could well be Scott Twine, especially... But apparently it's not Twine, uh, that one, is it? No, 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 it's someone different. Oh, um, so we're signing yeah. another good player. Yeah, That'd yeah. Be nice. I, I think they're on about Raksaki. No, they're not. They're on about someone else. Yeah. They're on about someone else completely different who no one has said yet. Yeah, they so... They're on about someone in, I can't say... They run about someone who, if we bring him in, it's going to cost a few quid, and it's unlikely that we'll bring in someone like Max Baird as well. It's going to be like one or the other. It's not, it's not Barkley. He's just gone to Luton, you silly sod. Getting on loan from Luton. Um, it's a highly rated player. I can't tell you who it is. Oh, so you know, and you can't tell us. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I always thought it was Cole Palmer, but after seeing how he's sort of included in Man City side at the minute, well, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, we, if we do get this lad, it will be a very good signing. But okay. it's one of those where if the FFP is a thing that's genuinely an issue, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be someone where we, if we bring him in, we're not going to bring in someone like um, Max Baird, who we've been highly rated and looking at. 
So it'll be interesting if it does happen. And Chip's asking what position will, but this is the highly rated uh, young winger well, yeah. we've been. Well, yeah. And is this the English talent that we've yes. been talked about? This okay, is, he's English, yes. Yeah, I, I think that the, the second. He's not Rexaki, he's been. Yeah, the, the second Cole Palmer cut inside and scored a worldie against Arsenal in the Community Shield. I think it was no, pretty it was sure we weren't going to get him. Mares. It was it, it, it was out the question. Mm, yes, yes, indeed. Um, well, that's very exciting. It, it feels like last year where we're trying to sign every single young winger there is possible to get. And I do think maybe the financial fair play, if we sell Cynic as I expect, and maybe Aliar. I'd send Aliar back to Turkey on loan. I think he needs he needs a loan somewhere yeah. familiar to find his feet again. Mm. It is funny it's how like, no one mentioned him and he wasn't in the team sheet at all when you mm. think about it. It's not, Ollie Green was on the bench, but which would have been nice to see him, to be honest, when we were four one. But yeah, can we all agree that Cynics played his last game for City? Surely, I can't see him playing he's not had a pre-season for two years now. It's bizarre and, uh, that we've given him a squad number, really. Mm. Yeah, Ryan Woods has got a squad signed, number. I think he's got a squad number just in case any of these signings don't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, but... Uh, but do you really want to be trying to incorporate someone into the side when he's barely played for us? No, for two years and... Well, you could say that for a new signing, couldn't you? Well, you could, but we've seen... Well, you bring him to the side when he's barely played for us. Yeah, I mean... I guess. Yeah. But I guess Cynic's proven that he can't... I will, I will say, though, really well, do it, maybe. to make you feel better, Nathaniel, Longman isn't off the turkey. Yes, indeed. He isn't going to uh, carry Gumruk. So that is excellent. But I just think that's probably because he wants to go on loan to a club in England. Pretty much. Yeah, and I think um, he needs that. Aliar probably needs that somewhere. Cynic probably needs it. Um, You know, because we can't have these young players. And uh, the longer we hold on to Aliar and Cynic and they keep getting injured or don't play, the three million each we spent on them will sort of you know, deteriorate and we won't be able to get the same amount of money. So if we sell them or loan them out, or perhaps even be able to sell them for the same amount or... Wait a minute, I, I, is this team. young talent Keen Lewis Potter, maybe? <laughs> well, you can't um, say. Surely you can't say who it's not, because then I will name it. I bet he's available on loan this season. I've cracked it. He surely is available on loan. Return of KLP. I wouldn't mind that. The Hull and Back exclusive. Yeah, but yeah, we, we can't. I, I could just make a list of every young English winner, and there aren't that many that are kind of good, so that would be easy to find out. Yeah, that's but, one uh, thing I noticed actually looking back on. You said Deli Alley and Ross Barkley, and it's a young English winger, and they're both now like 50. Yeah, Lewis Potter is it Lewis Potter? It's not Lewis Potter, it wouldn't tell us if it was anyway. I wouldn't tell you if it was anyway. Yeah, mm, I can't tell okay. you. I'll lose my sauce. It's Keno, 100%. Yeah, he's not Vinny, he wasn't involved in Brentford squads. Yeah, Vinny in the comments doesn't yeah, believe you. That, that, that don't mean out because Raksaki was involved in Palace's squad during the weekend, but he's still getting heavily Yeah, they're putting him in the shop window. Mm. On the bench, I guess. Yeah. Well, he's there, isn't he? He's there. Um, last little comment about Scott Twine. Um, I did a bit of research about how many free kicks he scores. So... Um, James Ward-Prowse in his entire career has scored, I think, 19 free kicks. 
and averages one per 21 games, whereas Scott Twine averages one every 15 games uh, in his entire career. And uh, he averages them even more since he started playing in the top four leagues, because uh, I think he was in um, Ireland so for a bit. The new Juninho is what you're saying. Yeah, well, we've got the, the younger... The new Andy Dawson. New Andy Dawson, exactly. So, because uh, it really does help. Because <laughs> it's the same with getting a, a penalty or a corner, or, you know, just a scrappy goal. You might not earn a free kick, but if you know Dap, he's been winning a few free kicks. So if we can get on the edge of the box, hold the ball up, get a foul, and Twine can put it in, uh, that'd be excellent. So that's something to look it out is, for. We have a lot of players that can win fouls. Look at Traore, Tufan. They buy they buy fouls in good places and we just have nobody to benefit that at the minute. So yeah, someone like Twine could probably get us an extra five, ten goals a season in, in on the edge of the box with a free kick. Mm. Yeah, we've got another comment. Pretty sure Lewis Potter would come back to City if we yeah, put I'm him telling you, we cracked it, it's Keno. Everyone Perhaps knows we have. Perhaps Kino. we have coming back. Believe, I, what, I, you, believe what you want. Now, now sure. that you've uh, you've said, now. now that it, I know it's someone other than uh, Twine or Rakseki, I am going to spend uh, the whole evening trying to work out who else it could be. <laughs> uh, yeah, so very exciting, very exciting, and hopefully we'll have a bit more attacking power uh, going into the game at Blackburn. Um, it was nil nil last year, um, and I think I don't think we've scored there for a few years, so it's a bit of a, a bogey yeah. ground for us, perhaps. But uh, how are we thinking about the Blackburn game? Because we really do need another positive result to show that the Sheffield Wednesday game wasn't just a, a fluke. A big opportunity. Mm. Blackburn yeah. are not the side that they were the last no. couple of seasons. They've could, lost could, a lot of key players. Oh, no, could, Diaz. You a, could you say they're a shambles? That you I could reckon. say they're a shambles. Although he's not there anymore. So they're I know what you said. Yeah. They are unbeaten. They Where's are unbeaten. He's gone to another championship club. I can't remember where it's Did gone. you say Rotherham? Nah, no, he's not gone there. No, 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 but I said the Blackburn played Rotherham this weekend. Oh, yeah. Sammy Schmodick's a player I rate. Uh, he scored two. Well, you talk amongst yourselves and I'm going to find out where Brady Dak's gone. <laughs> well, he's gone to Sunderland. Oh, Sunderland. Ah. Yeah, very Sunderland. Very Sunderland that, that so it is, it is a very Sunderland sounding sort of kind of oh, player yeah. who's passed it. it. Used to be good, like Aidan McGeady, oh, I think. Uh, Sunderland are managed by Tony Mowbray, who I think mm. brought him to Blackburn. Yes, I think yes. So they managed him at Blackburn anyway. But Blackburn have also lost the fake Chilean, so um, <laughs> yeah. they've lost his goals. Mm. Um, they, they they don't like the last couple of seasons they've been top, top six contenders, but this season they look more like they're going to be bottom half of the league. So mm. uh, it, it's 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 a, it's a big chance for us to overturn the the Ewood Park hoodoo, and like we yeah. said, continue this momentum from from the Wednesday game and hopefully go there and have two positive results in a row and obviously get that feel good factor back going and and hopefully it clicks like it did and uh, a couple of new signings to add into the mix too. Yeah. So, I mean, really, I think we're both or all of, all three of us are very more sort of optimistic about the mm. season uh, rather than last week. I mean, Blackburn won the opening game against West Brom, didn't they? And they drew from 2 0 down against Rotherham. I think it'll be a trickier game, but I don't think it'll be. There's a 10 man Rotherham. Norwich. They still came back. And Rotherham, I think, will get, get around. As Hull City, City have proven, 
our opponents going down to 10 men does not mean we're going to score. No, true. It means we're less likely to score. Even when we were playing against nine men all those years ago with Bruce against Sunderland, uh, they very almost got a point. Uh, yeah. Was it yeah, Harper? Yeah. Had to make a great save. Yeah. Bruce yeah. wasn't the most attacking of managers, though, let's be honest. No. Grind out a 1-0 win against nine men. Horrendous. Horrendous. Uh, another comment. Will, is uh, Delap 16-1 to to replace Kane at Spurs? No, I am. They're that desperate. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll mention it again. I mentioned it before the podcast. Um, Delap played very well against Norwich. Didn't really get involved a huge amount against Sheffield Wednesday from how I felt. Um, did okay. But uh, do we think it's still going to be the same sort of thing where the strikers aren't getting involved with the system as much as last year? I, I think he had an all right game. It's just because he didn't score people up on it. The, the thing what the lap offers us is um, his hold-up ability, which is something we missed a long time. I think what the laps, what he's really good at and what I really like watching about him is when the ball goes up in the air in the box, he takes it down so well and he, he invites a player to foul him because he, he has him on his back and he's trying to take... He plucks the ball out of the air with his feet and he, he, his close ball control is amazing. And his link-up play with those around him is really good. So, obviously, he didn't have the chances to score goals as much against Wednesday because they kind of they kind of marked him out of the game. But it gave space for Coyle, Lakilo, Greavesy and all them to, to, to hurt him out wide. So, that one tactical decision they made to try and mark the lap out of the game, let other players flourish in that sense and we still ended up scoring anyway. So, it's good that we've got that that mixture in the squad. But what the lap gives us is they have to, they have to sort him out. Like we say, they've either got yeah. to mark him or he's going to be more of a threat. And if they do mark him out of the game, it's going to give somebody else who's equally as good the opportunity and more space to do some damage. on two fans? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it allows two fans to drop into that space between the midfield and the back four and, and do what he does best and pop the ball in the back of the net from the, from the edge of the box. Hmm. Very good. Uh, well, if we do want to go into uh, sort of the Blackburn game and the predictions, well, one last thing before that, Will... Um, I haven't actually prepared a combined lineup for this week. It's a bit too early in the week for that. But uh, you said that um, I should not have put five Sheffield Wednesday players uh, in the lineup because we we battered them. Uh, so uh, I guess just pretend in your head that I've made a lineup and you can complain about it. But after <laughs> what I can say is that Ozan Tufan would definitely uh, be in the lineup. I can tell the you. Definite that. inclusions would have to be Tufan. Uh, Coyle, Greaves, um, Slater, Ingram, McLaughlin, Tuvan versus Smodix there for that all important attacking midfield role. Well, this past week as well. I'm pretty sure I could find a system that has two attacking, you know, midfield <laughs> players. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's a way to fit Smodix yeah. and Tuvan in the lineup. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make that and I'll put it in my blog um, later in the week. Um, so I guess one other thing, uh, Will and uh, myself are the only people in the uh, to back Prediction League to actually score a point. Uh, we're well out in front with one point each. Uh, and Tom, <laughs> a position against United. And AD is zero. Well, you were the closest to the actual result. You said 3-0, of course. Predicting 3-0 sometimes slightly gets success. But, of course, I predicted 2-1 or 1-0, wasn't it? 1-0, you said. Got the same amount of points as you, Will. So it shows it doesn't really make any difference. Slightly gives them success. 
it's gonna the, the winner is gonna be made by who gets a couple of correct scores. Yeah. And gets, well, gets them five points out in front. It's a long season. It's a long season. I'm not going to predict any uh, actual scores that have more than like three goals. Because uh, you don't want to, like, we're not going to win 6 0 potentially. It's too well, big of a risk. So, take 1 1 every week. It should have been 6 0 against Wednesday. Probably should have been. Probably should have been. They almost scored their own goal that we uh, near at the end, went into the side netting. Had a good view of that. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so Blackburn, shall we just get on to it? What are our score predictions for? What will, you know, like every game be a tough away fixture in the championship? I'll go to you first. Uh, we'll get your stupid three now uh, out of the way. <laughs> it's not stupid when it gets you top of the predictions league. But Giant top, Giant top well. Yeah, exactly. That means I'm still top. Um, three nil. Three nil. Wow. Who's going to score? Two for hat trick again? Uh, no, it's going to be. Ooh, tricky actually. Connolly, Delap, and Slater. Yeah, nice sort of spread of goals there. I think has AD said and Tom have they both gone for one one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very dull. Um, I mean, extremely dull. But you'll see in a moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take a point. Draw yeah, your away in your home games. Yeah, and your prediction. I'm going to go for one nil City. Oh, that's positive. That's positive. Who's going to score? Ant. You again. Um, Delap. Delap. I don't think that's too unreasonable. Ian Templeman's gone for a very exciting uh, Desmond two-two draw. I mean, I was complaining about Tom and uh, AD going for the sort of standard Vecini result of one-one, but I was thinking I- I'm probably going to predict one-one as well, and then that's hedging my bets. Agree there. This see with Vecini being in the standard Vecini score hasn't been one-one; it's been nil-nil. I guess it's it's nil nil away and one one at home, isn't it? So maybe I'll going going off us this season. Nil nil seems quite far away. Yeah, Blackburn have scored, so I'll go. I'll go. We scored five, conceded four in two league games. Mm. Seems pretty exciting to me. Yeah, that's the excitement Adjun wanted. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think perhaps other than maybe the Swansea game uh, that started uh, Arvalad's time, I guess we had four four against. um, uh, Sunderland, but that game, especially at home, was probably the only time we played exciting attacking football, we, isn't it? We beat QPR three 0 as well. And obviously, that was quite. There was a couple of games in a row. I think it was then when QPR we beat them both. QPR we and Cardiff. Three at Cardiff away, didn't we? Yeah, mm. and then we beat Blackpool. Was it four two as well? Can't remember that. Four two Rotherham. Four one at Wigan. Yeah. So we can we can we can score plenty. We can score plenty occasionally. Mm, occasionally. Well, I don't think we're going to score lots and uh, it'll be a bit of a tough game. I don't think either team's really capable that, of keep, keeping a clean sheet, so I'll go 1-1. One, one. That first season under Bruce, we were the, like the lowest scorers in like, the top half of the table and we finished second. Mm. Well, Huddersfield, they got promoted with a minus goal difference once, didn't they? So Huddersfield, yeah. They, they, they didn't win impossible. a game in the playoffs. They just went through on penalties all the time. Mm-hmm. Victory. A few more two <laughs> ones in chat. Well, I think is that everything we want to mention for this week? I think it is. We've done two episodes quite quickly, haven't we? So it's uh, yeah. quite condensed. 
churning out that content. Um, football content awards nominations. That's is that a week They're or two? Open soon. Time? They do. Open, open soon. soon. I think it's like a week now, maybe. Yeah, well, uh, we'll definitely be putting that on uh, all the socials. So if you've enjoyed this episode, do remember to vote on that very soon. Thanks for liking and subscribing. Uh, subscribing to the newsletter. That or, or do we do we not have that yet? Um, we're having difficulties uh, the, with the blog the, still. The, 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 the website still. We're we're trying to gain control of it properly so that we can get regular. Because um, at the moment we have to submit our pieces to the website creator to then upload it, which means that it can take a little bit of time to do so. But if we can get control of the website it means that we can upload when we want which means that we can actually get that uh, them written content out on a regular basis like what was intended so just keep your eye out on the website for that i'm pretty sure it'll be done within the next week or so we're just sorting out the final bits so um and then obviously there was the free fish and chips on saturday so for the 10 people that went around to kingfisher and got them well done because <laughs> because um it was far too late in the day when we got there to do that anything like that i think um mm. quite gutted really but anyone that got them, give us a shout if you if you're listening and you were one of them, that'd be good. But other than that, no, I think we've we've covered pretty much everything, haven't we? Wonderful. Well, remember to like and subscribe up the tigers, and we'll see you next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.